Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to If We Can Just Say. I am your host, Stephen Ogle. As always, with me is my lovely co-host and second wedding anniversary wife lady, Jessica Carter Ogle. <laughs> Hello, everyone. That was quite the intro. Hey, you know, I do If what you I didn't can. catch that, it is our second wedding anniversary today. Yay! Yay! Woohoo! Happy anniversary! Yay! Woohoo! Happy anniversary, babe. Yep. Cool. So what do we do? What do we do this weekend? Um, well, you're still getting over vasectomy. Yeah. Oh boy. Though you're doing really well. Like I feel like the last couple days, would you agree that you're you're moving around a little bit better? Still sore, still some discomfort, but you're like we came down the stairs this morning and you were like behind me, not like four steps behind me. So I felt like that was progress. Yeah, I mean, I'm not walking around like a cowboy anymore, so right. there's that. Yeah. Considering I've never been a cowboy, I didn't want to do that anyways, but right. I didn't really have a choice. But, and I finally started feeling better on Friday. So that was a good two solid weeks for me of being sick, not going into the office, and just yeah. literally starting to go stir crazy. I know that I've been driving Stephen crazy the past couple of days because... I've been going crazy, and he hasn't been doing anything right to help me. <laughs> no, no, I'm just camped out in the living room on our yellow chair uh, with a TV tray with my computer on it, and uh, yeah, I've just been camping out there. That's that's where I'm at. That's I will say at. it's funny because we normally sit on our couch together to watch TV sitting next to each other and then sofa somewhere around us, and the I mean, he hasn't been on the couch, so I've been laying on the couch watching TV and stuff. And the other day, he looks at me and he's like, "Well, I, I see. Interesting. I guess there's just no room for me on the couch anymore." She seems to have adjusted quite well to me not being being there on the couch. It's nice to be able to stretch out. I guess my new spot is the yellow chair. Never thought that would happen. Hmm. But yes, we um went we we went out a little bit yesterday. We went to the farmers market in downtown Plymouth. That was probably the most walking you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Got, yeah. They had some cute stuff. We found, what'd you find on the ground? Oh, I found 20 bucks, which was great. Which I just I, looked around. Nobody was looking for money. There's a $20 bill folded up, and I picked it up, and I was like, okay, cool. I felt like the universe was paying me back 50% of the cash I lost in Nashville, or was <laughs> stolen from me in Nashville, because it was 40, and we got 20 back. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, We got, like, my I got my mom a birthday gift. Yep. And can't say what that is because no. she might be listening. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, we got some cider and donuts. Good. Mm-hmm. I put the donut in the toaster oven this morning. Oh, that was a game changer, y'all. Man, I I don't know I don't know how they do it in other states. Um I know where I grew up in Tennessee, like uh cider mills were not as prevalent as they are in Michigan cider and donuts i mean maybe that's a thing maybe it became a thing maybe it wasn't i just never knew i don't know uh but in michigan that is very much a thing cider mills donuts it's a big thing very much a thing with your wife and i I like me some good donuts (laughs) so i'm good with that cider it depends man i don't the cider we got was not amazing i like almost tasted tart i like fresh cider at the cider mill but i don't like taking it home and then drinking it later it just doesn't do anything for me maybe it's the maybe it's the being in the moment at the cider mill it's better i don't know but oh i love it i love to drink it i can't take it home i love to cut it with um sparkling water club soda or to make a fall mimosa with champagne and apple cider (laughs) it's delicious we're gonna we were just talking about going to blake's in armida yeah for their um hard apple cider and donuts and just kind of having a Cider Mill Day. 
Yeah, which I didn't know that place was in Michigan, so I was surprised. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess we could go there. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. It's only like an hour from us. Considering how much, uh, how many cans I've taken back and returned, yeah. I might as well make a visit to that place. Yeah. Ooh, boy, we made some, made some money back from them because my wife very much enjoys that. Yeah. Um, yesterday, Saturday was also uh, Batman Day, and I went to the comic book shop here in Plymouth, and they weren't participating. And literally, like, we don't curse on this podcast, but I will say, what the hell? Seriously, how are you Ooh. not participating in National Batman Day? That's insane to me. Yeah, I agree. We just did a podcast where we talked about Batman and, and our favorite Batmans, and they had free comic book day of Batman, and they weren't participating. How can you call yourself a comic book store if you're not participating in Batman Day? Boo. That's terrible. Yeah, agree. So I was like, I was not happy. And no offense to uh, Comic City and, and Canton. I hate Four Road, so I was not driving, not going to Canton on, on a Saturday. On a Saturday? No, oh my gosh, no Absolutely way. not. I like Comic City. That's a great great place to get comics over there. Uh, but I was not doing it on a Saturday. I've done that before, and I hate the traffic over there. Ford Road is the absolute worst road in Michigan. It's the worst. It's well, the I worst feel like for traffic. you would have had to have called first anyway to be like, are you even participating? Because apparently yeah. the other place. And it's not like it's not like this is not known. I mean, like, yeah. like comic book places, it's been all over the web all week that it's, you know, National Batman Day. It's on Saturday, September 17th. Well, we did turn it around by going to Pizza Vino. Pizza Vino. If you're in the Plymouth area and you like pizza and you like wine like and or they got some pizza. stuff on tap, some beers. Uh, but if you like some real good Italian flatbread, like flat crust pizza what, the done, in fired, a brick, yeah. brick, done in a brick oven. Oh, man. If that is your jam, go to Pizza Vino. They yeah. are absolutely fantastic. They even have the old school, like, 50s Italian music playing over the thing. Yeah. Like, it's very cool. It's good. Yeah, very good. Very good photos and stuff in there in black and white, like, old school photos. It's it's very cool. Very cool place. I, I, I very much like their stuff. And normally we get, like, a bottle of wine, but we didn't do that yesterday. Yeah, I wasn't feeling. But you can get a bottle of wine and pizza, and yeah. let me tell you, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, some of the we'll best pizza We'll probably go somewhere to eat today, I'm assuming, for our... Yeah, probably. Today's the actual anniversary. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we'll probably go somewhere. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I know last time we talked about Nashville and wrestling. We did. We did. We talked mostly about that. We didn't really hit so much other things, but we do have yeah. a little bit of our story left before I, I think we get we've caught got, up. Yeah, I think we've got a couple episodes of our story left. Maybe yep. maybe For, for our cur- current story. And yeah. then we got some stories that we're going to tell from childhood, yeah. some funny stories. Some, some guests things. we're gonna have on yeah. to talk about different things and sort of just like expand what we what we've been talking about and new topics and things like that. So I think yeah. I think the future of the podcast past our specific story will be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, we got some really cool ideas, especially with uh, guests that we got coming up. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited about the few guests that we have lined up. It's not gonna be every single week. Right. We're gonna spread them out, but I'm pretty excited about the guests that we have coming yeah. on. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, for sure. But I think we left off just the first summer we were in our house, really. Yeah. And I think we tried to make the best of it. Like we tried to make the most of it, like as new homeowners and doing yeah. all of the things. So because we bought the house on September 17th of 2020. Right. So it's technically the two year anniversary this weekend of us having oh, our yeah, house that's true, yeah. as well. But so 2020, we were not in this house in the summer. So 21 was our real summer in this house. Of yeah. which, you know, it's like, all right, 
uh, I got grass that's not growing in places, so I got to start planting grass with your dad and like yeah. figuring out how to do all that. And then like you know we had uh, weird you mean just fits. like cutting the lawn, getting in the pattern of cutting the lawn, and how often it needs to be cut. And we had this fence thing that was in the backyard and, that our the previous owner had used for gardening. And it's like, all right, we got to pull this fence up. Like we, you know, yeah. it's you buy a new house, you got to remodel stuff to make it work for you. And we did a lot of that, just like yard cleanup, even. Yeah. Just like I feel like we spent a whole Saturday out there, and there you couldn't tell that much difference, but we did a lot of work. But yeah. it's still like outdoor. It's just getting rid of like some weeds and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. we also at the beginning of that took a trip to Tennessee to visit your mom, I think in May, maybe like around Memorial Day. Something like that. Yeah. And that's a trip that we got there that Adam and Tara surprised us and came in as well. Yeah. Because like for some reason, uh, I just got a notification on my phone that Adam was sharing his location with me. And I was like, he's over at Clint's. And yeah. And Jess was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, Adam just shared his location with me and he's at Clint's. And my mom was like, they're not in town. I'm like, Adam just told me they're in yeah. town. Like, this is great. Like, Yeah, that awesome. was fun. I feel like that was a fun trip. We saw everybody, but it was also, I think, like the first trip where we had like a truly lazy day at your mom's. And yeah. I was like, oh, this has to be a staple of every trip now. We have to have yeah. a lazy day. Like, we're going down this week. Yeah. So in the maybe like a few podcasts later, you'll hear about that. But we're actually going down. We're taking Wednesday off to drive. Yeah. We're working there Thursday and Friday, and then we'll be back on Monday. Yeah. And it'll be a little bit of a longer trip, and we'll be working there. But I feel like it'll be more relaxing. Yeah, more relaxing. Also, we can help my mom get some stuff done around the house that she's yeah. been wanting to do, and um, that'll be fun. Yeah. So that was a good trip. And when we came back from that, we are in the midst of reception planning. And we got our food tasting. Yes. Now, for those of you that were here, you know that we had the best tacos that you've ever had in your life. Yeah, we but, had like the best reception. Food. But for those of you that weren't here, Jess, tell them about why we had the best tacos. Yes. Because we had Esteban come and make our tacos. Oh, my And gosh. he was so good. And have I told the story of how... We came upon him. No, no, because up in, at the story at this point, he's never come up because we did the we did the small wedding. We didn't have food and stuff like we got a you know we got food from a restaurant and stuff like that. Yeah, so there was no need to yes. even bring so up. So back in the day when I lived in Detroit, I lived around the bar around the block from a bar called Cafe de Mongo's, and when I was with my ex, he and I would go there often. And there was a guy that would come with like a truck and. Um, he had guacamole like late at night at like midnight or whatever guac and chips and we would get that and it was like the best guac I've ever had in my life yes. and that's all I've ever had from him really is guac a couple times yeah and I just remember thinking of him and his food truck and how good it was and just how kind he was he was very sweet very kind very professional yeah and friendly and when we started talking about our reception and I had the meltdown of like I don't want to pick a meat and a vegetable and this is horrible and I hate everything about it I was like I wonder what that guy's doing and I looked him up and he had sold his food truck and was opening a storefront downtown and then the pandemic hit and yeah. so he didn't get to open his storefront and yeah, he, he was, was he was just sort of like mobily doing things. And I reached out to him and had a couple of conversations with him about the food and all of this. And 
it just went really well. And every option that he had, we had a, we were going to do a few different tacos and a guac and, um, this corn dish that was really good and beans and rice and all this stuff. And he wanted, we wanted to do a food tasting I asked him about. And he was like, okay, well, I can come to your house and do it. Yeah. So he came here to do it. And it was legit. Like, you know, when you go to a food tasting and it's like a, a bite of this, a bite of that or something like that. Yeah. He made us everything. Like he had the biggest tub of guac for us. We're sitting there he eating had already it. He had pre-made the guac. Yeah. He had pre-made the, the corn thing. Yeah. But like the tacos. And the had, pasta. And he had prepared the meat and everything. Yeah like prepped it and then he cooked it on our stove yes. with your mom and he your even dad brought us a bottle of wine to have with it yeah oh my gosh it was so good and so like we're eating all the squawk and then he gives us each the chicken taco and it's a full taco yeah and my mom's like oh i thought and then the beef taco and then the shrimp taco my mom's like oh my god i had no idea it would be this much food and he's like this is my first wedding and my first tasting am i doing it wrong <laughs> and i'm like no this is amazing you are great like you're cooking like when you when you talk about cooking from your heart yeah. and like loving what you do and love yeah. being an ingredient in your food that is esto and i'm going to tag him in this post so you guys can see he does little pop-ups around detroit as well yep um but just so good and he it, everything was just amazing yeah he um he was over for like a couple hours like and yeah. like we had enough leftovers to like bring my brother food and like we ate for like a couple days off of our tasting yeah um yeah because he left us the guac that he made so i want like i want to call him now and be like can i get a tray of shrimp and a tray of guac and yeah. how much would you charge me for that yeah and then the extra stuff he had left over we used that for a little bit of meal prep yeah for that week we subbed it in you know for our our stuff which was really cool um but man he's just he's a genuine nice yeah guy. he's so cute he's, such a he's good guy. just great i yeah. just wish if he i wish he had his i wish his storefront would have worked out because i have to go there all the time yeah we yeah he's great so that was a fun thing that we did and it was fun to do it in our home yep. very laid back it was just me steven and my parents um soph was here soph was really good and it's funny because when he first met soph i said you know her name's sophia and he's like oh like sophia patrillo and i instantly fell in love with esteban because i was like yes sophia patrillo for the golden girls yeah so that yeah. was great. Yeah, he's just he's just a good guy. It was great to have him here yeah. do the tasting here. It was it man, he was he's just it a was great just guy. Delicious, yeah. So he's great. Um so that we were set on our food. Yep. So wedding planning or reception planning is in full force at this time. Um and then, you know, we came up to doing our first barbecue. So we did a fourth of July barbecue. Yeah. And your mom flew in. Um, I think this is when we really were starting to Really take advantage of trying to see your mom as much as possible. Yeah. You know, like, I, I think, mean, I know you had gone some time without seeing her often, but I think once you and I got together, you know, family is very important to you. Family is very important to me. And I love your mom and I want to see her as, I mean, the trip this week was my idea. Yeah. Like, I'm like, we should do something like this. And in 2020, I think we saw her three or four times. In yeah. 21, we saw her three or four times. This year, we're going to see her three or four times. I like think four is about yeah. the average that we yeah. that we see her. Because we go there in spring. She'll come here in summer. We go there in fall. She come five, We'll see her five times this year. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... But yeah. she came in, and we did Fourth of July, and I bought all the decorations and 
we got all the food and we had a couple of our friends over as well. And yeah, it was just our first barbecue. It was like, that was really our first hosting. Yeah. And I was super pumped. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was a good time. We had, uh, we had a lot of people here. It was fun. We sat out in chairs in the middle of the yard and yeah. stuff. It was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did a good job. I think that was fun. I, I love hosting. I love having people over. I love like setting up my food and my drink station. Like just, I love all of that. So it was fun to have your mom here. And while she was here, we went for a ride in my dad's convertible, 66 Impala and just yep. all that fun kind of stuff. And I think like the rest of the summer was just. Yeah. You mentioned the cars, um, riding in the cars. Your dad let me drive his Camaro last summer oh yeah and um so where we got married was johnny's house so your dad has owned the car for 20 years something like that i don't know i don't remember how long he said he's owned the car but i'm gonna say 20 i could be wrong but i'm gonna say something close somewhere around in there he bought it so he's drove it johnny's drove it and i am the third person to ever drive it and man i you know that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And it's, it's, um, I mean, it's, it's old school American muscle and I've never driven an old school American muscle car. I have a WRX. It's got turbo in it. It's a six speed and it can flat go, but a American muscle car is very different. You feel the road, you feel the car. You're a part of it. Like it's, it, it feels like you're in a tank. That's cool. Like it's, it's you have to feel the car you feel the gears like it's it it's you have to you have to be one with the car because of its power and speed and you know and in in order to stop in the right amount of time and stuff like that it's not like driving a regular car but man it was so much fun because we were just over at your parents house i don't remember what for we were just we were just like i think me and my mom were in the pool and you guys were just talking and 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 then your dad's like you want to drive the camaro and i was like if you're being serious right now, yes. If you're joking, that's not cool, man. Yeah. And he was like, "No, let me go uh, get the keys." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I looked at Jess. I was like, "I'm, I'm gonna." I'm, you're in. I'm, I'm gonna drive the Camaro. You got that's so cool, man. You got wrestling. You got to drive the Camaro. Yeah. You guys are going to your first. Yeah, we're going to a Tiger game in a few weeks, so that'll be cool too. Yeah. Yep. You're going last, to first... the last Tiger game of the season, yeah, but just yeah. you two are going. Yeah, man. I'm gonna go shopping with my gal. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, so yeah, driving the Camaro last summer, very cool, very very cool. And they came over yesterday with the Camaro, yeah. and it's all clean and pristine and stuff. Oh, like, always, man, that, that Camaro's great. Solid black. I forget the year. I don't. Sixty nine. Sixty nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's fantastic though. He's yeah. he's put a lot of work into it to fix things and because stuff has gone wrong and you know it's yeah. old. Oh yeah, so, so parts have had to be replaced and stuff. But man, it's so worth it. It's we such need a good to car. get back into you teaching me how to drive a manual because before my dying day, I'd like to drive the Camaro. <laughs> yeah, and I would. I in all honesty, I wish he could be a normal boy and have a normal car and not have to have a stick shift. But I'm gonna have to let that go and just learn how to drive it. I hate automatics. I can't stand them. I drove automatics for a while. I had, I had, I've had. There was a time where he past. drove automatics and had no tattoos. And if I could have swooped in then, <laughs> <laughs> that was ten years ago or more. <laughs> you were a little scrawny then. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. 
Well, Way too funny. scrawny. Back then, I had a T-shirt that said Chick- "Chicks dig scrawny pale guys." Wow. And on a side note, uh, along with that, I went to the music festival I've mentioned before, Cornerstone Music Festival. I went there once, and I I don't disparage people for weight, but I have to say this for this story: this man was probably. I don't know, four times my size. He was a very large man, and he had a T-shirt on that said, Chicks dig scrawny pale guys. And I'm walking with my dad, and my dad starts laughing. And I looked at the guy, and I said, thanks for the advertisement, dude. And he goes, you bet. That's funny. I was like. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, I wish anyway. you still had that shirt. But, but I digress. But yeah, that summer was just fun. I think we did some last minute barbecues. We did a ton of fires, way more fires than we did this year. Yeah, it's Though been too hot. We've had, yeah, it's hot. And now when we're finally at that weather, you know, you're coming off of the vasectomy. I've been sick. It's been a whole thing. Yeah. But we did that. We had our birthdays. We did them low key, just spent them together. And we went kayaking or well, attempted. We took off a Friday. And we were going to have this glorious day of kayaking. And as you all know, the, you know, the beating a dead horse story is here is that I never get my butt in a kayak, no matter what I try to do. Not this year. And yesterday was supposed to be kayaking, but obviously that didn't happen. So we go to kayak. And as we get there, there's storm clouds. It's starting to sprinkle. And you know me in classic Jessica fashion. I'm like, let's still do it. I still want to do it. <laughs> and Steven's like, no, I don't want to go out there and then get poured on. Yeah. So that sucked. Yeah. And and literally, we walked, we got halfway walking in there. It's starting to rain. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, we're going back to the car. So we go back, get back in the car. Okay, where are we going to go? And we decided on, you know, maybe we'll hit a few breweries. And then it literally the bottom drops out. Yes. And I'm like, so before we would have gotten into the kayak, we would have paid and then go to get in the kayak and it poured down yes. rain on us. I was like, yeah, see, this is a great decision to not do this. So we went to Holmes. Now, was that your first time at Holmes? That was my first time yeah. at Holmes. And I have to say, I know we're going to talk about a couple of breweries here and we did not save the best for last. No offense to the other two well, breweries. In, order. in my opinion, Holmes Brewery is my favorite brewery in the state of Michigan that's not shorts. Well, you know, I would say Holmes sort of syncs up with kayaking. Whenever we go kayaking, which clearly is few and far between, we somehow go to Holmes. And I feel like it's all just falling apart. Like we've also been wanting to go to Holmes all summer and we uh, have not gone. Like so, I don't know where this summer has gone. I, In all honesty, the fact that like... It is mid-September is blowing my mind. So, Holmes, let's let's talk about this for I just a second. I think we've talked about them before. Holmes, so breweries like this are known for doing, you know, various different types of brews, whether it be a sour, an IPA, a, a lager, a blonde, whatever, a wheat beer, dark beer, yeah. whatever, brown. But Holmes is specifically known for doing their IPAs. They brew their IPA. And then they let it ferment in fruits. And that's how they get an IPA sour. Yeah, the fruited IPA sours. I am not an IPA guy. It's not a thing for me. But when we went there the first time, I was like, oh, an IPA sour. I love sours. That's my go-to is a sour. It's like, I'll try it. And they had like 10 of them. Yeah. And I think in our first trip, I tried at least four of them. Every single one of them are amazing because you don't have the aftertaste hops that an IPA has. You get the initial taste of the hops, which I'm fine with. The part I don't like about an IPA is the aftertaste. But what I love about a sour is the aftertaste. So you get the best of both worlds. It's like a sweet tart. 
Yeah. They're like sweet tarts. And like the one that I wish we would have bought, but we didn't, tasted like a cherry starburst with a little tang at the end. Yeah. That one that was so good. Oh, man. But we like that place. Now I like want to go there today. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Maybe maybe that's where we go. Who knows? On a Sunday. My gosh, I'm too old for that. <laughs> but then, then we went to Wolverine State Brewing. Yes. Which is a good brewery. Just yeah. kind of like a little... Um, Hole in the wall brewery. Isn't that where we got the got some good nachos and stuff? Yeah, we got yeah. nachos there. We got some yeah, food they, there. They had good food. Yeah, I, I don't talk about Holmes food because they do. They they do expanded. Korean barbecue yeah. at their brewery, which I like. I think is good. But then they also have a Holmes campus now, like down the street, which does rotating food trucks. So. Yeah. You can kind of get a bit of everything there now. Yeah, whereas before you could only get yeah. what they got, and I was like, eh, this food doesn't work for me. But Wolverine State, Wolverine State was had good, excellent yeah. nachos, good beer, good food, and then we went to a place called Townies. Yes, Townies. I don't think we ate there. We might have got something there. It was not bad, but I liked the atmosphere in there, and I yeah. liked their flights because they do like the Michigan shape cutout, like UP and stuff for their flights. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. Um, I will say for uh for homes. Their their uh, um, koozies are for the tall boy cans or for bottles, yeah. and I love their koozies. We've got all like of four their other cans koozies. are tall, yeah, yeah. They're and they also all three of these places they can right there, yeah. so you can get most of their stuff. You can take most of their stuff home in cans, which is yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, I bought a home shirt. Man, that place is fantastic. We have a lot of homes apparel. It's almost like shorts. Yeah. at this point, yeah. But yeah, so and then in amongst all of this. Um, after some conversations with my mom and wedding planning and being in our house, we have decided to change the venue for our reception from <laughs> where we got married to our backyard. So now yeah. it took a minute for Steven to get on board. And I'll be honest, when I made the final decision that it was happening, he wasn't on board yet, Oof. but he had no other choice because it was happening. My dream always, I never dreamt about like, oh, my wedding, White Veil, all this nonsense. All I ever wanted was a backyard party and like we have our house now. And so we planned it for our backyard. And that means every memory that we have of our reception is like in our home. Now, I will say uh, I have an app that's called Time Hop and uh, I plug in my photos, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Dropbox, all this kind of stuff. And so all these things show up for memories. And today... Will always have the most memories because not only did it have our wedding, but it also had our huge reception. And there are so many photos yep. from that, and they're all at our house, yep. which, as she just said, which is really cool. It took me a minute to get on board because I thought to myself, like, I, the number he was of concerned about parking. I was concerned about parking because I've never lived in a community in which you're going to have a huge party where more than fifty people could show up, and I'm like, I don't know how this works for parking. Parking. I don't know if I'm going to offend people by people parking in front of other houses. I don't know how people are going to get like. I, I'm not. I'm from. I'm a you know southern boy from the south where it doesn't matter where you park. Who cares? But I've never lived in a community like this where there's limited parking and you're parking in front of people's houses, five houses down. So I was concerned about that. And then the other thing was, is I was like, you know, I, I we clean this house, you know, once, sometimes twice a week, depending upon how, how many, how much has been going on. And I thought to myself, this house is going to be an absolute wreck when it's over. I've seen, I've seen house party. I've seen animal house. 
I've seen. You think my wedding reception is whew. going to resemble Animal House? I've seen. I've seen houses get trashed when there's tons of people over. If you were closer Ooh. to me, I'd flick you in the forehead right now. I've also uh, had roommates and had huge parties, and then woke up the next morning with bodies it and things everywhere. It was a wedding reception, not a kegger. Uh, you know. Well, you know. You never know. Anyway, so then me and my mom had to spring into action about that. Yeah. <clears throat> and what we were going to do, and I um. She mentioned getting a tent, and I was like, "We, I don't want a tent because I don't want it to look like a graduation party or anything like that. And then last minute, she said something like... So let's, let's pause before she goes to that, because Jess was adamant about the fact that she did not want a tent. I didn't. For months. Yeah, I didn't. Want I don't want a tent. I don't want it to look like a graduation party. That's ridiculous. I don't want, to, I don't want it looking like that. I don't want a tent. And Karen, every single time, was like, Jess, you're going to have people sitting out in the sun in the middle of the day. I wasn't, I didn't wearing get clothes, that. I didn't. Wearing dress clothes, you want them to sit in the sun at tables. The, people aren't going to stay. They're going to be way too hot. I don't want a tent. Fast forward to the un, unsung hero, your father. Yeah, so like Last the, minute. the week before, I was like, you know, I wasn't really comprehending the sun thing. <laughs> and my mom's like, oh my God. And I was like, I think that we maybe should try to find a tent. And let me tell you, you know, you're in the mid-September. You know, people still have graduation parties. People have weddings. Tents were gone. Like, there was no tent to be found anywhere. We were looking everywhere. My dad finally called a place, found somewhere, probably paid double than what he normally would pay. And it was beautiful. Yeah, and he did that like the week of. Yes. It wasn't like, it, it was less than five days before the reception, your dad got a tent. Yes. Which is absolutely insane. Only Jack Carter could yes. do that. So, but even before that or around there, we, just like before we got married, we went camping with my parents like the weekend or so before we did that as well. There's like, um, last weekend, my parents were actually there. They do a car show up in Frankenmuth. Yep. We went camping. I think that's been good for us before these big events because it gives us a weekend to kind of unwind. Yep. So we did the car show. We went up camping for a few days. You brought your guitar and played, like, around the fire, which was really fun. Yeah, we got, We also, our, our neighbors were Mr. and Mrs. Wagon. Shout yep. out to Mr. and Mrs. Wagon if they're listening. Yeah, it's very cool. Friends of my parents, yep. And, you know, they were camping, and it was fun. My parents had some neighbors camping up there, too, so around the campfire were, like, a bunch of people, and it was a lot of fun. So then when we got back from that, yeah, the tent thing and then just all of the craziness leading up to the reception, which will be our next episode. Yeah, we'll talk about the fun times of that. Yeah, so we'll stop here so we can talk about the full reception, which was the most amazing time ever, and I couldn't have loved anything more. Cool. Yeah, so we'll get to that next week. Yes. Fun. Yep. So what's our entertainment this week? What do we got going on? So we were thinking about doing some lady country singer-songwriters for you all. Rock and roll. Yeah. Or country. Sorry. Yeah. Country and country. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So first up, I believe we have a one. Taylor Swift. T Swift, as the kids call her. Yeah, T Swizzle. If you're, if you're, uh, if you remember that reference in the early 2000s, the T Swizzle, as it is. I will never say that. <laughs> um, we're only talking about her last two albums. Yeah. We're not talking about her old no. library. No pops. It's, 
Her her library has been very up and down. It's been very country, then it's been somewhat uh, bluesy, which was real weird with country, and then it got super pop. pop. And we're not talking about any of that. No. We're talking about the last two albums, yeah. which were ev- uh, folklore and folk- evermore. Folklore and evermore. I would love to see T Swift in concert if she can assure me that she will do folklore and evermore, and then maybe just like a couple randos through the years. But I do not want to listen to any teardrops on any guitars. Yeah. Um no Tim McGraws for me. Yeah. I can tell you that um man, when folklore come out, I could not stop listening to that album. It was great. It was great. I pretty much love all the songs. Like I'm trying to see like which ones are my favorite, but like I loved it. I loved um Exile featuring Bon Iver, which yes. is amazing. It got me on a Bon Iver trip. Yes. Man, you were dude, on a you took a Bon Iver ride. That dude's voice is so different from anybody. He's got a high range, he's got a low range, he hits both. They do this they do this meatloaf thing where they sing two different lines at the yeah. same time. It's oh man, it's I, so good. I also think Invisible String and Mirrorball are really good. And then the Last Great American Dynasty. Yep. I'm waiting for her to star in the movie of the Last Great American Dynasty. I'm waiting yeah. for that to be turned into a movie. Yeah, because it's I'm patiently waiting. It's based on a true story. Yeah. It's based on her purchasing this mansion that yeah. was owned by a super rich guy and his wife was an absolute trash. Of a human she being. She not. She doesn't sound bad at all. Oh, she stole her neighbor's dog and painted him like... Well, a, that was a neighbor war. Yeah, she painted... So that a, neighbor was mean, too. Yeah, but she painted the neighbor's dog. I'm sorry, but that's a, a terrible lot of person. people do dye their dog's hair, which I don't like, but... I yeah, don't, she dyed I think it green the woman or got something. A, it's key lime green, and I think the woman got a raw deal, and I feel like we're going to have to have this conversation I'm going to tell you right now. because... I'm going to tell you right now. If a neighbor she, has a problem with me, cool. They go after Sophia, we going to have some well, problems. of course, of course. I better not come home well, to my dog. Well, if they go after being... Sophia, they won't survive. Yeah, so no, we sure. are going to be having the big problems then. <laughs> so I hope that never happens. Um, the Mirrorball song is actually talking about, because this album was written during 2020 when we were all in lockdown. Yeah. Um, so she did everything from her bedroom. She set up all her recording stuff in her bedroom. And then Bon Iver was in his own place. Yep. And... And her other the other people she worked with, because uh, she worked with a guitar player from, uh, I believe uh, he works with Bon Iver, but he works with another band called The National. Yeah. Um, but they did everything remotely, so they recorded stuff. I, I they set up stuff to record so that literally they could record and pass it back and yeah. or be on a call together and record during the call. It's so cool. They also, but Mirrorball is about the fact that everything got shut down. It's about all the shows yeah. being over and no more live shows and all this kind of stuff because she was getting ready to go on tour yeah. right before that this even happened. Uh, they also did a special on the Disney app, Disney yes. Plus app called the Long Pond Studio Sessions yep. where they do this album and they are at like the studio and they have like bonfires and they record and they talk in between tracks about the tracks and give backstory on the tracks, talk to each other. That's yep. really cool. I wish I was really hoping she did something like that forevermore as well. Yeah. She talked about how that like for her, when she makes an album, that's great. When she, she releases it, that, that's great. But really for her, the actual full release is when she plays it yeah. live. And that was their first time to all be in the same room together. Yeah over the course of however long it took them, but they played every song in order. Man, for me, that was an emotional roller coaster because it was just, it's such a raw album. There's raw emotion on it. Like, like the, it was great. the lyrics are very potent. 
in that song, especially the song Exile. Yeah. Like I connected to that song probably more than anything else. Uh, there's also a song at the very end called The Lakes, which is yeah. uh, a reference to uh, back in the day in which all the writers would retire to this place called The Lakes where they would basically retire and be yeah. done. And it's a it's a story about that. A lot of stories on this album, which she had not really done before, which was really cool. And so then when Evermore came out, it was kind of like another singer-songwriter story album, which is good, which is great. The only issue I have with Evermore is she released two bonus tracks and one of them doesn't fit. One of them definitely sounds like it belongs on one of her previous pop albums. Yeah. The other one sounds great. Yeah. Uh, for me, I actually turned into liking Evermore more than I liked uh, and- folklore yeah you did you were massively obsessed with the song cowboy like me Uh, two songs yeah ivy and cowboy like me ivy the lyrics for that chorus is one of the most brilliant things she's ever written it is oh my gosh i love nobody no crime it's cool nobody no crime is good once again another story that she did um uh i liked um what is it um Dorothea. Yeah. Dorothea was another good song that I very much enjoyed. She she reached a level with her songwriting with these two albums that like I hope that she keeps with her new album coming in October. Midnights. I hope it's in the same vein. Because if she I, goes back to pop, I'm going to be like, oh, I'm not getting this. I hope Midnights is in the same vein as well. Though I will say the one thing, Stephen just showed me a video the other day. And <laughs> apparently Midnights is being released, the album, like vinyl album, is being released with four different covers and four different like back covers. And if you buy all four and put them all on the wall together, it's a clock. Yeah. So not only does she want you to get one vinyl album, but she wants you to buy four vinyls of the same album so you can have a Taylor Swift clock on your wall. <laughs> I mean, I applaud her, you know, creativity, but don't fall for it, y'all. You only need one. I mean, uh, just, actually, you don't need any. Just have your Apple Music. Just just as a side note, as as people, we buy vinyl. Yes, but not buying four. We tend to buy older vinyl. Because yeah, classic rock and blues and stuff. The newer vinyl, it's so expensive. It is. I am full. I have bought some stuff this year, of which I've bought a couple of vinyls that are, you know, brand new. They're reissue, you know, re, you know, returning and and releasing it first time in fifteen years or whatever, and it'll be twenty bucks. Awesome or thirty bucks. Cool. You know, thirty bucks is pushing it, but. I've seen stuff where literally it's 60 bucks. I'm like, yeah. there's no way this is worth it. It's just not. I, I, I have it on CD. I can listen to it on Apple Music anytime I want to. There is no reason for me to spend 60 bucks on a vinyl. Yeah, I that, agree. That blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. For sure. And especially it'll be one disc. And it's like you're listening. I love listening to vinyl, but you put it on. You hear a few songs. You got to get up. You got to flip it. I just feel like, come on, people. Yeah. Now, I just feel like you're capitalizing on a trend and it's kind of crappy now you got folklore and evermore or ever wow i i when i say them back to back i mess it up you got folklore and evermore on vinyl from target but you got pre-order so it wasn't yeah. as expensive and i got it for you yeah like it was a surprise gift for you yeah. so and you those know. were double vinyls as yeah. well because they're long albums yeah. they're 15 tracks each well we'll have a uh I guess sometime in October, we'll have a review of uh, Midnight's for you guys. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But I highly recommend, if you like singer-songwriter, if you like some story to your your music, like if you're old school Bruce Springsteen, Bob Seger, Bob Dylan, singer-songwriter, give those two albums a listen. I think you'll like them. 
Oh, and I will say there is an album or there's a track on folklore called This Is Me Trying. The way she talks about that song on the pond sessions that's on Disney Plus is interesting because she talks about how that like sometimes people with addiction, they're trying their hardest and literally this is me trying. Yeah. And sometimes like we that aren't in the addiction don't understand it and it's hard for us to grasp that. And that's what that song's about. Once again, the song, the lyrics on these albums are very potent. Yeah. I mean, she's grown up. Yeah. She's she's an adult now. She's lived life, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Who's next? Uh, Casey Musgraves. Now, this is somebody you listened to yeah. before we met that I wasn't really into. Because I'm addicted to her third album and forever will be addicted to her third album. It is a mood. And yes. we might have talked about it a little bit already, Maybe. but we've not talked about like her full like catalog. Yeah, which that third album is Golden Hour, yes. which... I purchased for you one year for, yes. for Christmas. So your favorite album is not the first, but the second, right? Mine is Pageant Material. Okay, yes, so her cause... first album is Same Trailer, Different Park. Yes. Which I love the title. And that was her, like, you know, first, like, coming out. Her One of her songs was Merry Go Round. That yep. was a radio song. Yeah, that was cleverly written, yes. too. Yes, she has clever lyrics. Wordplay. I I very much respect singer-songwriters who write their own songs, yep. play their own songs. She plays guitar on both of her first two albums yep. and have that wordplay. Yes. Because the wordplay catches you when you're singing along and listening and you inadvertently, whether you're trying to or not, picture what they're saying and you can't help but like smile a little bit like, oh, that's clever how that goes in there. Yep. So I think that's a really good album. I like it. It's it's a bit more, I don't want to say poppy, but is it kind of like, it's got like that upbeat it's, country it's pop? It's definitely pop country. It's pop country, but it's not like pop country, like early Taylor Swift pop, Taylor Swift pop country. No, it's definitely. It's more country. Yeah. Um, I would say it's pop country in the sense of like, um, man, I'm trying to think of pop country before Taylor Swift because she kind of changed that genre of what pop country. Yeah. She changed what pop country was. Like there weren't many artists that were like Leanne Rimes had a couple songs on the pop radio, but like no other artist really was crossing genres like that quite like she was. Yeah. No, she just blew up. Yeah. So. But yeah. So Casey Musgraves first album is, is, I would say it's full country. That's what I would say. Okay. It sounds full country. The second album. Pageant material. Pageant material. Oh man. Like uh, I'm never late to the party. If I'm late to the party with you. Yeah. Good lyric. What a great lyric. Like, what a great lyric. Yeah. Oh, she's, she, she knows how to turn a phrase. I like Dime Store Cowgirl. Yep. That's a really good song. Yep. It's a good album. I feel like it shows um, artist growth from yep. her first album. Yep. And a little less poppy. A lot of artists suffer with a sophomore slump. Yeah. And for me, this is not a sophomore slump. This is the growth, she, sophomore she, growth. Yeah, she she came out of yeah. her shell. I think her and the next artist that we're going to talk about have done growing for yeah. albums. Yeah, you can definitely tell each album has grown. I have not listened to Casey Musgraves' last album, well, Starcrossed. I've not listened. Well, to Well, first up, we've got the third, which is Golden Hour. Yes, and I've probably talked about Golden Hour before. It's one of my favorite albums of all time. If it was like Desert Island albums, and you could pick like three, Golden Hour would be one of my albums. Yeah, it's beautiful. It is a mood. I just, it's like I'm trans, 
po- like um transported yes thank you transported somewhere like it's just so good butterflies was a, a radio hit yep i love high horse golden hour slow burn lonely i love everything i love every song space cowboys my song space cowboy is good yeah because it's not what you think no. by the title space cowboy yeah it's wordplay and i yeah. that's great wordplay and she doesn't really play guitar on this one which is she does but you can not as much she the one thing i will say about casey musgraves uh which is very opposite of someone like taylor swift you can tell that she's played less and less yeah as she's as she's made out but i feel like this has evolved i think golden hour has evolved a singer songwriter album i don't think it feels much country it's definitely doesn't feel much pop the but o- like the only way you could say it's country is because of her voice yeah but like it's listed as like solely country like on apple music because she is technically a country artist but this album reminds me of how we talk about how kip moore is singer songwriter but has yes. fallen into a country genre because that's just where he is yep. but he's not necessarily country i feel like golden hour is like that yeah and and i would say unfortunately that that is the case with a lot of country artists yeah. they make albums they start in country and then their next album yeah. may not be country and but they're still stuck in that genre because that's where they started I don't have much to say about her last album, Starcrossed. I did not like it. I don't like it. There's a couple songs. There's some lyrics. There's a lot of um, auto-tune sounds. Yeah. There's just, it's, I don't know what it is. But for me, I am not liking it. There's there's a song called um, Good Wife, which I think is just awful. I, I, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I know that Golden Hour was written while she was going through her divorce. Yeah. And I know Starcrossed is after being divorced. Um, I never listened to Starcrossed. I have it, but I have not listened to it. Yeah. I don't, I, I, you know, I would actually invite you to listen to it because I'd be interested to what you think. And I might give it another listen. There's a couple songs that are in Spanish, which I find interesting, huh. or one song that's in Spanish, which I find interesting. Um, but there is just a lot of like auto tune. There's a lot of just, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't recommend that one, but I do rec- so far I definitely recommend her first three, especially Golden Hour. Yeah. Who's last? Marin Morris is last, who you guys heard us talk about her because we went and saw her uh, yeah. last month. Yes. Uh, Marin Morris is an artist of which she has grown a leaps and bounds, as they say. Yeah. Uh, from her from her first like hit album to her third is like a transformation. Yet yeah. I still like them all. Yes. But the transformation from her for and they like her first one was 2016, 2019 and 2022, but her first um album is as Hero. Yes. Which also she does a little wordplay. She's got uh the 80s Mercedes. Yes. Which is really cool. That's a super um, popular one. I could use a love song My Church. Those were all hits. My Church is cool because she talks about the concerts and the crowd singing with her and writing songs and playing them in front of people being her church. And yeah. I was like, that's cool. I like that. And I think you can relate to that as someone who is an, a non-believer, yeah. somebody who like, I mean, she might not be literal. I don't know. She could be Christian. I don't know. But like for like it, an atheist person yeah, like ourselves, like you can still feel that power of something bigger. Yeah. And I think, we get that a lot from music. 
I mean, for me, who, who's been on stage numerous times, more times than I can count, been in front of people playing music, like, that is one of the places that I felt the most comfortable was in yeah. front of people. Yeah. Like, so I get that. I, yeah. I, I feel that. that. And when she played it live, it was very cool the way she played it live because she actually played it from the sound booth. Um, they set up a small stage right next to the sound booth, so she's in the middle of the crowd, which was very cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was I was pretty excited about that. I've just always liked that song, "My Church," because it it just makes me feel like understood as somebody. And I don't know if that's what she's going for, but it makes me feel understood as somebody who doesn't conventionally believe like a lot of the masses. And it makes me feel like you can find some sort of something anywhere as long as you're open to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, I started wanting to listen to her because I read an article about her album Girl, which is her second album, yep. in which she said that she felt like it was the first time that she got to write in a space in which she felt comfortable not that she didn't before, but the songs on Hero, she had written them so long ago yeah. and had been touring on them and then finally got signed and then like, you know, that sort of thing. But well, gr- you can start to write how you want to write well, because you're a little more established. She was more established, but she had also actually been on the road touring for real yeah, with other bands and Girl allowed her to grow a little bit and write stuff. And I like Girl. It's a good album. Um, but that's why I wanted to start listening. But it's actually the album of hers that I listened to last. Yeah. Because it took me forever to find it. Girl is a great song, and The Bones is a great song on that album. Bones there's, is really good, yeah. There's a lot of good on that album, and I think it's even more um, raw. Like, it's starting to get a little bit more raw from Hero. I, I like the uh, All My Favorite People, and I like RSVP. Yeah, RSVP is good. Yeah, she played that live, which was yep. really cool. And I feel like then even rawer, you get Humble Quest. Humble, which is an amazing album. Humble Quest is the first album that she self-produced. She did everything. When we went to see her, I had not even listened to Humble Quest yet. You had been listening to it more than me and brought up going to see her. And I was like, oh, I better listen to this last album. It's literally one of my favorite uh albums uh, that I've listened to all year is Humble Quest. It is amazing. It's great. Now, I will say, having said that it's amazing, I will say that... Um, the first song on the album is Circles Around This Town, which is a great song. It's their single, uh, and it's an enjoyable song. For me, though, I would not have had that be my first track on the album. So we're laying in bed last night, and just, you know, laying there, and then you do the, like, what are you thinking about? And I'm thinking about us and how our anniversary is tomorrow, <laughs> and he goes... I just like circles around this town, but I'm thinking that I probably wouldn't have put it as the first track and goes into this whole thing. And I'm like, man, men and women, like, (laughs) yeah, because different species. The next song on the album, number two is the furthest thing. And it's, it has us, it's like that. It's a slower, slower vibe. Um, but it sets a mood that the next songs after it follow. Yeah. Whereas the circles around this town is totally made for the radio. You can tell it's made for the radio. Maybe she didn't intentionally write it that way, but when she's, I, I, I just. She references a couple of songs from her first album too, which I think is cool in that. I like that song. Yeah, but you can tell that like as she was writing it, she went, oh man, this is going to be great on the radio because it has a good hook. Yeah. The chorus is catchy, that sort of thing. But, um, and maybe she put it first just to get it out of the way. But when that second song comes on, 
get ready. Then you're in a mood, like Casey's. If yeah, because it just cl- it clicks right in, and then every track just falls right in line. I love you. "I Can't Love You Anymore." Yep. And nervous and tall guys is kind of like a funny song, yep. but it's really good. It's funny because she's actually really short. She wrote it about her husband being really tall. Yeah, very funny. Um, but uh, the "I can't love you anymore" also pl- clever Word play made. on words. Yeah. Um, uh, that I enjoyed. My favorite song on the album, next to the furthest thing, is background music. Yeah, I know you love that one. Background music. When I was listening to this album, when I listen to a new album that I've not listened to before. I'm always looking for something in the middle of the album, a song that will grab me in the middle of the album, because sometimes listening to a new album can be hard to do. I, I like the fact that bands nowadays will release several singles, yeah. and you can hear those, and they're maybe spread out throughout the album. So, so that, you feel connected here and there. As yeah. You're li- yeah. And I'm looking for that, and immediately, as soon as background music started, I was in. I was like, this is, this is the groove. Nice. This is the groove. Um, man, it, she's she has grown exponentially with every album. Yeah. She plays more stuff on every album. She produced her entire third album herself. Yeah, she played guitar in a bunch of songs at the concert. Yep. And it ain't even live. She was like, I'm so proud of this album because I I produced this. Yeah. Like I did this all on my own. I didn't have a la- the label telling me what to do. Exactly. I did this all myself. And when she said that live, I was like, man. No wonder this album is is yeah. so good. Like when an artist is as clever with wordplay as she is, as talented as she is, has an amazing voice as she has, let them go. Yeah, let them do their thing. Don't get in the way. Don't try to tell them what you think is going to work on the radio. People have been doing that to Kip Moore for years, and I got news for you: there's songs he plays live that are, have never been on the radio, like Heart's Desire, that yeah. literally everybody in the crowd sings. Yeah. So, like, when an artist is smart like that, let them go. Yeah. If you guys like singer-songwriters, we, we say give them a listen. Yeah. And what one thing I like, too, is, like, some guys are, like, weird about, like, listening to female artists or this or that or the other thing. And I will say that I don't know a person that has a more varied taste in music than my husband. <laughs> He listens to everything and everyone everything. and gives every genre and every everything a chance. And I think that's great. So if you do like singer-songwriters, I, I would give these albums a try. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know if you listen to any of them. Yeah. Yeah, they're good stuff. Because uh, at the end of the year, um, I, I've been doing a thing for a while of which uh, we will probably most likely have on our podcast where I talk about my favorite albums of the year and stuff like that. I can guarantee you I'm going to talk about Humble Quest again. Yeah, I know sure. I, I know I will. Yeah. Because that that album is just stuck with me. Yeah. Like it, it, it attached itself to my person and it was like, you're listening to this. Like because it just stays in my head. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. All right. Well enjoy those albums, y'all. I believe that's all we can say this week. I you, think so. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Everywhere you stream podcasts. Everywhere. Tell your friends. Like, listen, subscribe. Please share with your friends. Give us some feedback. Kind. Be kind. Yeah. Uh, be kind to everyone. Go go rate us on uh, Apple. I see that we have uh, we have a couple ratings. We can see there's one comment. Leave a comment. Um, all these things help uh, help us. So, yeah. Um, appreciate that. And then, uh, yeah. We'll... All right. we'll uh, See you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye, y'all.